Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Have we got prayer cards? If you have a prayer request, if you raise your hand, and we'll get you a prayer card. Uh, who's doing prayer cards? Somebody is. There's a hand up here. A couple of reminders. Administrative Council meets this afternoon at 4 o'clock. Confirmation orientation for the retreat is today at 4.30 in the new youth room. All right, it's really important that we have a, a participant there or a parent. And then is the men's barbecue coming up? Does anybody know? When? Next Saturday? No. The 17th. Okay. I had a note to say something about that, but I didn't know what today it was. Okay. On the 17th, men's barbecue. Don't forget that. It's coming up. And a reminder about the million book effort that we're trying to do is an annual conference. Okay. All right. Then let's uh, stand and sing, why don't we? Well, today I found myself after searching all these years, and the man that I saw. Wasn't at all who I thought he'd be I was lost when you found me here And I was broken beyond repair And you came along And you sang your song over me Yeah. 
wasn't looking for Something that was more than what I had yesterday Then you came to me And you gave to me life and love That I never known That I never felt before Feels like I'm born again Feels like I'm living for the very first time. Living for the first time. Feels like I'm breathing. bow your heads and pray with me. Dear Lord, thank you so much for the chance just to come and worship your name. Lord, we lift you higher above any other name, any other thing, any other person in our lives. Lord, we raise you up on this day and we know that you're breathing that life through us. We thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit and the chance just to walk with you each day of our lives. Lord, just fill us up with you Fill us up with your light so that we can show your light to the world. Amen. Where you go, I'll go. And where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow. All your ways are good, all your ways are sure. I will trust in you alone. I than my side, I above my life. I will trust in you alone. In If this life I lose, I will follow you. I will follow you. Light into the world, light into my life. I will live for you alone. You're the one I see. Knowing I will find all I need in you alone, in you alone. Where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I'll move. I will follow you. 
Good morning. Hey, Mason. How are y'all? Are you good? Um, I don't know if it's still one of the first things they do in school, but when I was in school, one of the first things our teachers would do in the morning is call the roll. Was that one of the first things y'all do? They say, Maggie, what's a, um, an attendance list, a list of who's in the class? Oh, I did that, but we took down our script. Okay. But you have some way of letting your teacher know if you're there or not, right? So when I was a little girl, they would say, they would call my name, they would say, Katie, and I would say, here. Because that meant I was there in school and ready to learn, right? That's not what happens now. Okay. Okay, well, let's pretend that when you go to school in the mornings, your teacher calls your name, and if you're there, you raise your hand and say, here, to let your teacher know that you're there and ready to learn, okay? Okay, okay, gosh, I'm behind. Okay, so, okay, well your teacher has a way, some way of knowing if you're there or you're absent, right? Okay, well, something similar happened in a Bible lesson too. It was the Sunday after Jesus was crucified and his disciples had gathered together in a locked room. They were together in that locked room because they were afraid. They were together um, to join and know that they were protected from the enemies that they had. The Bible tells us that even though the doors were locked, Jesus came in and stood there with his disciples. 
when the disciples saw Jesus, it made them happy. One of the disciples, whose name was Thomas, was not there with the others in that room when Jesus appeared to them. I don't know why Thomas wasn't there. Maybe he was sick or he decided to stay home that day, but he missed that opportunity to be with Jesus. The next time the other disciples saw Thomas, they told him what he had missed when he was absent. They said, we have seen Jesus. He's alive. But Thomas didn't believe them. He said, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and in his side, I will not believe it. Well, the next week, the disciples were in the house again, and this time Thomas was with them. The same thing happened again. Even though those doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among his disciples. And he turned to Thomas and said, see my hands? Put your fingers here. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas didn't need to touch those wounds where the nails had been or put his hands in Jesus' side. He fell on his knees before Jesus and said, my Lord and my God. One of the great promises Jesus made when he said, where two or more are gathered in my name, is that I am there with them. And each week we come together here in the name of Jesus to worship him and to praise him. So what do we miss out on if we're absent, if we're not here at church? We miss out on the same thing that Thomas missed out on, the chance to be with Jesus. So that's why it's so important for us to be here together because when we're here, who's here with us? That's right. Will you bow your heads and pray with me? Dear Father, we have come into this house and gathered in your name because we want to be with you. We have come to worship and praise your name. We are here. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. O God, in your mercy, hear our prayers. O God of new life and everlasting life, we, your people, come before you this day in praise and thanksgiving, for you are always by our side. You show us the path of life, and at your hand are pleasures forevermore, and we bless your holy name. In these days, called the season of Easter, when we celebrate that great mystery of our faith, we must confess we are a little bit like Thomas. We want signs and proofs. Rescue us from our doubt and restore us in faith. Lord, help us this day. Forgive our questioning. Help us to forgive. Help us to believe. Forgive our unbelief. We do need the help of your Holy Spirit. And so fill us with your Spirit that we may rejoice in the truth of Jesus' resurrection 
and with fullness of joy proclaim that truth. We know you do not give us up to death, but allow our bodies to rest in hope. And so we now lift up before you those in our community of faith and others who are in need of your healing and comforting word. Especially lift up the three families this week who lost loved ones who are part of our congregation. We pray for a young man in Florida who received a kidney from his brother and now five years later his body is beginning to reject it. We pray your hand, Lord, to be with him. We pray for a troubled family member. We pray for a little child, newborn baby that's having seizures. We pray, O oh Lord, for all these that we have named and those we name in our hearts now. Restore them by your mighty power that we may join our voices and sing in your praises. Hear us, O oh God, for we ask all these things in the name of him who died and rose again, Jesus our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. In the Gospel of John, chapter 20, beginning at verse 19, it is these words. Give attention. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And after he said this, he showed them his hands inside. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And then Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. And if you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now Thomas also called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were, put my hand into his side, I will not believe it. A week later, his disciples were in the house again. And Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them again and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God. And then Jesus said, Because you have seen me, you have believed but blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And Jesus did many other miraculous signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by, by believing you may have life in his name. 
This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, we thank you for this appearance, for the other the extra appearance for good old Thomas and all the appearances that you made before you ascended to heaven. Oh Lord, we thank you for the witnesses and how they were energized and, and shared their faith in strong ways so that even now today, we are indeed recipients of that blessing that you made. In Christ's name we pray, amen. You know, this day is always very different than last week. In fact, it's got a name it, within the clergy circles. It's called Low Sunday. And wonder why you think that is. Last week we soared with the great festival of faith. But today I suspect that most of us feel that we're right back to where we were before Easter. We probably feel like we're fighting familiar battles, uh, bearing known burdens, as if Easter never occurred. And that is precisely why we need to grasp the message of this, the second Sunday of Easter. This message that concerns how the risen Christ gave new life to the disciples, how he gave them the Holy Spirit and how he energized them and gave them confidence, how he made them into people who were filled with not only peace but power. Now we know that that first generation of Christians, we know this from history, they did not hesitate to preach the news of Christ's resurrection. They did it with conviction, they did it with courage, they did it without doubt. In fact, because of their conviction and courage, uh, thousands of people came to Christ almost immediately. And the result, of course, has been handed down through generations, which you are the result of it. You are those that Jesus talked about. Blessed are those who haven't seen, but yet still believe. But it was not always this way. Uh, at first, as you just heard, the disciples were scared. They were afraid. Uh, when they met together, they met behind locked doors. And even though they knew Jesus was risen, for the women had told them they had seen Jesus, they were still behind locked doors when Jesus appeared to them. Their frail faith could not be made formidable simply by declaring, we have seen the Lord. Just like Thomas's couldn't be until he saw for himself. Jesus knew that. Jesus knows that. Jesus did something about that. When Jesus appeared, there's three things there that Jesus did. I want you to see real quick. He blessed them. Not once, but twice. Peace be with you. That's a blessing. Then he gave them a purpose. He says, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. He gave them a purpose, a mission in life. And then he did something else. He breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit came upon those gathered there that day and upon all the believers later on Pentecost Sunday. And by His presence, by His command, by His Spirit, Jesus gave power to the powerless. Those three things changed those disciples. You know, you and I often have times of hopelessness. We often feel that maybe we should just get in a room and lock the doors and hide from all the things that are confronting us. Uh, we are strained um, uh, and shattered by just everyday living. We, we sometimes have a hard time trying to figure out what it is 
that we need to do. We have our time making sense out of the things the way they are. Uh, we know something needs to be done, but we're not sure how to do it. We're not sure where to do it. We're not sure when to do it. And like the first disciples before the Spirit came, we hide ourselves behind closed doors. We hide our spirits. You know, we all regard that our life is important. We all regard, all of us who are, are attendees of church, we all believe that church is important. We all know that God has given us a purpose and we know that the church has a mission. But oftentimes we, we feel worn down. Uh, we, we, don't want, we are not willing to take those baby steps of faith to see what blessing will come. Uh, we're fearful because of declining influence in the world. We're fearful because of our shrinking bank accounts. We, we're fearful because we know that the world sometimes scorns us. And I think even as we just get older, we start looking at the world and think it's more unfriendly than it was when we were younger. And so in fear, we come to believe that no person, no program, no promise, no plan, no persistence can possibly save us. And you know what? When it's all said and done, we're no different than the first disciples. We really have nothing going for us that the world does not have going for it, perhaps less even, except for one thing. And that one thing is very important for us to be reminded of this day. This is the one thing we have that other people don't have. This is the one thing, the risen Christ. The risen Christ and the spirit that he gives to us as his believers and his followers. And that is the point. That's the point of today's story. That's what John's trying to tell us. In the final analysis, this is a story about how the risen Christ pushed open a bolted door of an empty place. You see, it's about how the risen Christ enters the fearful chambers of every place, of every believer, and fills the place with his life and his presence. And what we are asked to recognize, what I want you to realize, is that everything is really that way. Apart from the risen Christ, every place, every person is empty. Apart from the spirit that Jesus breathes into us, we're empty vessels with nothing to offer, nothing of significance to share. Indeed, you could say that our ceaseless activity is a lonely attempt by a group of scared and hopeless people to try to fill the void of where God should be. The answer to that emptiness and that void is not found in better plans. It's not found in better promises. It's not found in better people. It's not found in better projects. No, it is found simply in one place. It is found in the person of Jesus Christ and the resurrected Christ that appeared that day, still appears every day. The gift that that Christ brings, even to those who are behind locked doors, locked doors of their own making, locked doors of fear, 
And the other thing is that not only does he appear, but he persists. Jesus is not happy that Thomas doubted. Jesus is not happy when anyone doubts. Jesus will not leave us alone. Jesus will continually to come to us until we're finally convinced and transformed. The fundamental reality of our faith, the significance of our faith, lies not in things that we accumulate, nor in our belief system even, but in who, in who we believe in. In other words, it's in the person of Jesus Christ. That's the reality of our faith. The power that transformed those first disciples from those fearful people, uh, people behind locked doors, the thing that transformed them into people who were unafraid to speak to crowds of thousands, willing to travel vast distances in the known world, willing to endure stoning and imprisonment and poverty. On Maundy Thursday, I talked and, and told what tradition tells us about all the disciples, how every one of them suffered cruelly as they witnessed to Christ after Christ ascended to heaven. What made them willing to die for Christ, what made them able to convince other people that something was important about their acceptance of the person of Jesus Christ, this was a power that was unleashed into their lives, not by them writing down their dreams in a journal or even by their prayers. It was a power granted to them by the one in whom we celebrate his risen life each and every Sunday. It was the power granted by the one in whom we believe. The power that he gave to them in their locked room when he gave them his own spirit and when he gave that spirit to all of us on Pentecost Sunday and all believers from that point on, that is what makes the difference between an empty and shallow and fearful life into one that has courage and no doubts and that goes forward in the faith. There's always been two types of people. There are people who have huddled together out of fear. People who think their hopes and their dreams are not worth more than ashes. Who've locked themselves behind locked doors, who've locked their hearts because they're afraid of experiencing pain or disappointment. They have all but given up hope. But likewise, there's always been another group. There's been another group of men and women and children even who were in the same situation but experienced something different, who saw something different who experienced a rebirth and a renewal and hope. And this often came when they assembled two or three together in a purpose of loving the Lord, assembling in worship, assembling to seek the face of God, assembling to experience Christ. And guess what? They did. There is no other explanation for the church in the year 2014. There's no other explanation for the presence of Christ except the presence of Christ. There's no other 
explanation for people who rose above hopelessness and who have courage and faith instead of fear. My friends, this is something that touches us deep inside. Christ's Spirit touches us deep inside. And there's nothing else like this experience. This experience inside of our hearts, our spirits. And that has transformed people for generations. It's transformed their homes. They've transformed their communities. And indeed, the world has been transformed by this witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of us, all of us, long for to see things better than what we see. But renewal, it only happens, and I believe it surely will happen again, even in our world. It only happens not because of something necessarily we do, but it happens because of the inner strength and purpose that God does in individual lives. The renewals happened because of God and His love, and they happen because people of faith take to heart and live the fact that Jesus is alive. It's not just something that they say. It's something that they live. Jesus has been able from the beginning to enter into a locked room or to enter into a locked heart and fill it with his presence. Yes, I would love to have 400 people here this Sunday like we had last Sunday. And the good feelings that it felt to have that many people energized and worshiping may be seven days in the past. The afflictions of daily life may have returned full force. My aches and pains were back this morning. I'm sure some of yours are. Some of yours are probably, you call them by name. <laughs> okay, They might be this high or this high. The afflictions of daily life may have returned. But the reality of Easter, the reality of Easter has not changed. There's nothing changed about it. It is unchanging. The reality of Easter, the risen Christ, is still here. Is still with us. God will not forsake us. We just simply need to continue to trust Jesus in the good times and the bad. We need to continue to give thanks to Him, knowing that He has risen to new life, and he, His endeavor, His goal, His purpose is to bring new life to us and to all the earth and to recreate it into His image and to be blessed by that. Jesus is here, and He'll bring that life no matter what locked doors there might be. And I pray this day that you will take away a new, refreshed sense of that, and it will give you courage, and it will give you hope. It will help you endure in your faith, though all these problems still come back hard tomorrow, Monday morning. I offer you these words to encourage you. I offer you these words in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let us respond to God's written and proclaimed word. Let us stand and affirm our faith.
Let us join our voices. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, and life in death and life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let our ushers come forward and receive our tithes and our offerings. Everything's been going well for oh so long. No problems to speak of, peace within my home. Sometimes life is easy, joy fills our hearts. We are happy to coast along and just play the part. I can feel the change stirring. To be tested again Will I trust in God Or will I trust in myself Will Jesus be my rock Or just a thought on the shelf It's been smooth sailing Since I don't know when Now that's all over It's time for my faith be tested again I'm a firm believer what goes up must come down and I know that one day trouble's gonna come back around I've been one to tell others to just trust and obey Will I heed my own advice when the struggle heads my way? I can feel the change stirring in the wind. It's time for my faith to be tested again. Will I trust in God or will I trust in myself? Will Jesus be my rock or just a thought on the stairs? Been smooth sailing since I don't know when. Now that's all over. It's time for my faith to be tested again. Purified by fire. Cleansed by the storm, the testing must come out of despair. Hope is truly born. 
can't help but wonder will my faith come undone I can feel the change stirring in the wind it's time for my faith to be tested again will I trust in God or will I trust in myself will Jesus be my rock or just a thought on the shelf. In smooth sailing, since I don't know where. But now that's all over, and it's time for my faith to be tested again. you stand and sing with us? There is good news that when our faith is tested and when we go through those trials and we've gone through all of that over and over, we will be safe. We'll be safe in his arms. Sing it with us. To the one whose dreams are falling all apart And all you're left with is a tired and broken heart I can tell by your eyes you think you're on your own But you're not alone Have you heard of the one who can calm the raging sea? Give sight to the blind, pull the lame up to their feet With a love so strong Never let you go Oh, you're not alone You will be safe in His arms You will be safe in His arms Cause the hands that hold the world Are holding your heart This is the promise He made He will be always when everything is falling apart you will be safe in his arms did you know that the voice that brings the dead to life is the very same voice that calls you now to rise so hear him now, he's calling you home. You'll never be alone. You will be safe in his arms. You will be safe in his arms. Cause the hands that hold the world are holding your heart. This is the promise he made. Hands that build the mountains, the hands that calm the sea.
seas. These are the arms that hold the heavens. They are holding you and me. These are the hands that heal the leper, pull the lame up to their feet. These are the arms that were nailed to the cross to break our chains and set us free. You will be safe in his arms. You will be safe in his arms. Because the hands that hold the world are holding your heart. This is the promise he made. He will be with you always when everything is falling apart. You will be safe in His arms when everything is falling apart. You will be safe in His arms. grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit. May they be yours this day and each day. Amen. Have a great week.